Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good morning, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. Hi. Uh, It's so weird. This is just such a strange thing because Dan was just sleeping in the very spot with which I sit right now on the couch in London where he spent a night. But he's my friend. We we just saw each other. We had our live show in London. It's I don't understand what time even is. I don't get how travel works, but he's here. Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. Hey, sorry about the stay. (laughs) Don't you dare start. (laughs) No. Actually, can I tell you something crazy about a couch stain? And I'll keep it vague. Uh-oh. I had this story is it's, it's basically the Poppy's Pizza episode where a friend of mine had this was in New York had was staying in a place that was not hers. They had a white couch. Her friend came over, sat on the couch, got up and left a period stain on that white couch. Oh, no. Oh, no. And never acknowledged it, which, you know, to me, I'm like, imagine having oh. the waiting for Guffman, the gall, the shark 
Carl de Gaulle <laughs> to not bring up the fact that you just put oh. period blood on someone's white couch. And oh, my man. friend had to pay a professional couch person. And I think eventually they did split it. But that I mean, it's every <sighs> woman's worst nightmare is like not only staining your jeans, but then having someone else. Oh, my God. Anyway, you didn't stain the couch. It's clean. Well, it reminds me of a moment from our weekend together. Go on. Um, where I took a shower and then um, just went ahead and put in your contact lens. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> normally this would not be a problem because, okay, Dan and I had a real like mm, parent trap contact lens yeah. story <laughs> where we had twin contact lenses. And by the way, yes. anyone who wears contacts owns this exact same case because yeah. it's the one that comes in the travel renew yes. box. Yeah. It's one clear lid, one blue lid. And yeah. I put, and I remember putting my contacts in and I put it right next to yours, like not even thinking. <laughs> Me I wouldn't think. I was like, whatever. My contacts are out. Fine. Good night. And then Dan walked out and just head slung low. He went, I did something really bad. And what sucks is that they were brand new. I think I put them in two days before you did that, but I did throw them out, listener. You know, some people would say, well, just soak them again. But no, I felt weird about that. It's like, no, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a great time, though. We really had fun. Uh, the show, I'm hoping we can release an episode from it. It just, he's already laughing. <laughs> I landed in Paris, and like four hours later, the queen died. So that's, that's right. And and yeah. I spent that whole day, because I did my show when they announced that she was sick. And then it it's, I don't know what it is. It's like addiction to cable news, or in this case, I was watching the BBC, but like waiting for the news. Cause you knew she was dead. Like the second I saw that guy with a black tie on the BBC, I thought, Oh, they all know. So it's just waiting. It was like watching the ball drop, except it was like her head. I was like, I, they're, they got to announce it soon, you know? <laughs> right, and then right. they did. And I was worried, especially because you, you had to go to Paris anyway, but you came here specifically to do that show. Yes. And not to mention people came from America for it, which that actually, by the way, if you're a listener who came from the States for that show, I will never make you pay for a ticket to another <laughs> show again. Any show, if I'm at Joe's pub, whatever you reach out yeah. to me, I need proof that you were there. If you have proof that you're at the show, free tickets for life. That is that I didn't even tell people that um, yeah. because I don't know yeah, what yeah. to do to like repay these people who flew for that. I mean, the show was fun. I don't know if I would have crossed an ocean for it. Like maybe for the ABBA <laughs> holograms, I'd say good choice right, right, right. for us. I don't know. I, mm, I'm on the fence. Honestly, we should have had them on. <laughs> we really fucked up not having those ABBA holograms. By the way, you can't get a ticket to the ABBA show. I tried to get tickets for us to go see it sold yeah. out. Uh, cannot get a seat. I want to buy one for like 2024 or something. If it's still around, like I, they're not going to make it that long. It. They're, they're not going to live that long. <laughs> the hol- <laughs> that's the, the joke. That's yeah. the freaking joke. <laughs> anyway. So the queen dies. I'm like, is the show even happening? I sent a very, yeah. you know, British people are very strange uh, and understandably <laughs> um, reverent, you know, but I sent a, a tastefully yeah. worded email to Zoe, who's amazing, who puts the festival, podcast festival mm. together here. Love her. And I was like, is this shit still happening? I tried to be yeah, reverent. Right. So I said, is this shit happening? And yeah. she said, we're, <laughs> we're going ahead with it. I mean, this was the next day. Yeah. I thought for sure they were going to cancel. Everything was off that weekend. I had no idea what was going to happen. And, and 
like people have like a complex uh, reaction to it. Like it wasn't like every like some people were like seriously in mourning, but like most people were like, no, it's like melancholy and sad, and it's uh, and everybody was saying an end of an era. Well, it was um, also weird being in America, or let's put it this way, being un-American here for it yeah, because, yeah. like, I didn't cry. America really took to memes. They were like really, you know. Naming yeah. her, which I also right. was like, some were funny. I'm not going to lie, but some I was like, really like, you don't have to make a joke. No one's holding a gun to your head to make a yeah. joke about a dead queen. Um, right. And I know politically she's controversial. I completely understand. Uh, believe me, I'm not a huge fan of the family. Like I get it, but I also on a historical level being here was also really interesting and just seeing like, what's going to happen. Yeah. So we got our acts together. Dan put all of my contact lenses everywhere all, in all of his holes. <laughs> he couldn't stop doing it. Put on all your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> your stockings. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, by the way, I ordered, you're going to hate this. I ordered Wolford tights because the ones that I actually wore to the show, I noticed were getting like a little bit bad, which by the way, they're like expensive. They should last longer. Not the point. I ordered on Amazon and they delivered them here. Not in a box. They just delivered the envelope with the pantyhose on it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need my doorman here knowing that I buy pantyhose. Like it's. <laughs> I thought they would uh, throw the egg through the window. <laughs> <laughs> It's just personal. I don't know. Anyway, we got there. I wore um, a dress that I had gotten from Fashion Nova, of course, which I really thought was going to just kill it on stage. It was short standing. It was above the knee on me. But I always forget that because of my shape, et cetera, when I sit, dresses right up a good foot. Like it's not an inch or two. So it was a bit revealing on stage. But we had a British Michelle Collins who... I made it so that I didn't meet her before the show. It was funny because I yeah. think that she was just running late, but then she tried to make it like, well, I didn't want to meet you before the show. I'm like, look, Mish, I'm also late always. So like, <laughs> just don't tell it like it is, you know. But I was saying that uh, whenever I did like the Tyra Bank show back in the day, yeah, uh, which I think I talked about on stage, she would never meet people backstage. Like she, it was, you had to meet on stage for the first time. That's where you save the magic. And I got to say, I think it's a great way to do things. So I hadn't met her before we started. And, you know, I was thinking that like Tyra would do one of her disguises and like go into the, in a huge fat suit, like shallow hell. Yeah. To be like, what are you here for? Are you here for the same segment I'm here for? It's like, I don't think so. No, but we did the show. Crowd was great. Thank you so yeah. much to everyone who came. I'm indebted to you. And I really mean that. And I'll tell you, there were a lot of people there I didn't recognize. I, you know, last year when I did it, I called it the Make a Mish Foundation because so many of my friends, I knew every single person in the crowd. And I thought, yeah. do I not have one fan, like one stranger <laughs> in my life that wouldn't come to this? Right. But this year, there were a lot of people who we didn't, there were the front row of all those cute boys who sat there. We love them. The, on the other side, there was a row with a very elegant woman who, by the way, is a flight attendant who listens oh, really? to us. Yes. And she oh. happened to be in London for the show. So she came. She was cool. I, I, yeah, I still remember her. She was very elegant. We talked about the royal feet for some reason, which will be hard for <laughs> listeners because I had like photo. You know, I love a slideshow. I love a screen behind me to like reference. So yeah. we had pictures of feet, but I think we did a pretty good job. And then um, how did you feel about it? I thought it was fun. I was proud of I was proud of my intro for you. I introduced you like a WWE like wrestler. On the mic when you came out. I know, because I, I, he knows how much I, I hate wrestling. My, he knows I how much I hate wrestling. So he thought, <laughs> let me bring up one of the most triggering sounds for her. 
to introduce her with. That was uh, high energy. It, no, it, was, it actually was a really good intro. And then other Mishkal came out. She said she was nervous. I thought she was great. She definitely like, like led the conversation. Like I felt like I was letting her do her thing because yeah. I'm a, res- a respectful host. And also like if that's how she felt comfortable, fine. And I, I got my yeah, little my little lines in there left and right. Um, but then we played something called the Mish game, which was, uh, I think it was the idea of one of our new producers, Scott, which I think is such a funny, not, I think it was his idea. And it's so funny. And he wrote these prompts and other Mish just had no idea how to play the game. It was, it was like disappointing (laughs) because it was a really, really funny idea. Yeah. And I believe like one of the questions was which cartoon character would you like to sleep with? And and she just yeah. like, I know she has one. I know that makes me think she has like a thing for it. You know, when you're like, well, I, I would never sleep with a cartoon character. Like, wouldn't you? Um, I, of course, put down Foghorn Leghorn because I mean, he's he's hot. Checks all the boxes. Yeah, he, he clucks all the boxes, honey. He's <laughs> he's mother clucking hot. Mm. <laughs> And then I forgot about Goofy's big dick. So that was a mistake on my part. I should have put Goofy. But Goofy, I would like, it's like fuck, marry, kill. I would marry Goofy, but I would absolutely bang Foghorn. Yeah, yeah. I would like hate fuck Foghorn because I feel like he's MAGA. You know what I mean? Like he's so Republican. Yeah, it's like, it's like, don't tell me about your politics. Yes, exactly. Like, you know what? Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about politics. Right. We're such idiots. Anyway, the show ended. Friends of ours were there from Paris. My friend Laura and her friend Gemma and this Joy, all these great um, girls came to see the show. And they were like drinking. We were really drinking. Oh, by the way, I spent a lot of money on this. I bought a huge, comically big bottle of wine. Never even referenced it once. Um, You know, (laughs) all this stuff, whatever. So we went upstairs to have drinks with Michelle and her new husband, which congratulations to them. And let me also say thank you so much to her for doing it. Because really, I thought it was a great show. I mean, listen, it was a pretty funny thing to happen. I've always, always wanted to interview her. The fact that the queen died and it still happened is almost unheard of. It was amazing. And I liked her friends. Her friends were lovely. Such She brought a lot of people, too. There were like eight people there, I think, from the other Mishkal tribe. One of her friends told me the funniest story because talking about royalty and stuff, uh, she was like, yeah, when uh, Princess Diana died, um, my, I think, four-year-old son or something came in just sobbing and like, you know, he must have been watching the news and she's you know, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm really sad. Like, uh, well, tell me about it. And he pulls out of his pocket. He's like, my Tamagotchi died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, that's very funny. After we we went up, we had some drinks. And then a group of, of these girls, Laura and company, they were like, we're going yeah. to this piano bar. So I'm thinking now when you hear he's already laughing because he knows like he's already been spoiled to what they meant. But when I hear piano bar, I think Marie's Crisis, where I famously yes. once saw Darren Chris and Leah Salonga. Sing together. Hmm. In a snowstorm, it was magical. I mean, what else can I tell you? It was just one of the best nights of my life. Marie's Crisis, famously a very big gay hangout. Very low ceilings there. I can barely fit in that place. I mean, genuinely, it's it's a tiny little place. Grotto. (laughs) It is a grotto. (laughs) In the grotto, and an old man sings. Okay. (laughs) My 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 brain is throbbing. I have so many things that are happening this week. I can't even explain. Mm. 
So uh, they're like, come with us to this bar. We're like, okay. So they leave without even a trace. Like they're just gone. And you and I, now I had had kind of a tummy ache before the show. And I don't know if it was nerves. I hadn't like, um, I don't know. I just had a tummy ache. Something was going on. And then as we walk out, we're faced, we're nose to door with the only other bar that's like across the street from this place we performed at called the gas station, which I thought (laughs) it's a sign. We got to go. It's actually a beautiful, I might be going there tonight. Funny enough. It's a really beautiful bar. No, it's a really cute place. Um, Yeah, it is. It's super nice. And uh, we go in and then these two guys who, by the way, for sure are going to listen to this. They're definitely listening. I hope so. Oh, for sure. I had fun. I had an okay time with them. I mean, you know, (laughs) it was, uh, there was so much alcohol flowing Friday night that I think everyone just behaved in a way that was, I don't know, weird. But uh, there were these two guys. They were both kind of smallish dudes. One was an asshole. One was sweet. And if you're listening, you know exactly who you are. You know the roles (laughs) that you play. One of them really thought he had kind of a big ego. I won't go too hard on him. I mean, they were both nice. Like one was... uh, they're both really cute too, actually. But one was just kind of like more into his looks than the other one is what I'll say about it. Yes, I would say so. Yes. yes. And uh, and knew it, you know, and really yeah. thought he was like quite the ladies man. And there's right. one thing, uh, my favorite British term, <laughs> which is he's already laughing. My favorite British term, which is flaa, which means flirty banter. Because normally like, oh, I'm looking for ba'a. I just want ba'a. But then I heard in first dates and go, oh, he's got amazing flaa. So I'm obsessed with Flaa. And he really thought he was like the king of Flaa. He was really trying to like snap back at me, Uh snap, backle, and pop at me. And I'm like, listen, I'm a lovely lady. I just had a big show across the street. Also, they were like 30, I think. They were much younger than us. I was just like, okay. But, you know, but they, I, I think he took a liking to me or at least enjoyed sparring with me mentally. Would you yes. not agree? Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, at this point I had changed and I will name drop into a very beautiful Valentino dress that I own, which arguably is like the most expensive piece of clothing after the, my lace gown, which I'll be wearing again soon. But anyway, I look nice. My underwear was hanging out. I'm over it. It's fine. <laughs> so we're sitting around. We had an espresso martini, which comes into play at around 4 a.m. And, uh, <laughs> We go to this piano bar and the boys decide to tag along. So we get there and the first thing we see, now, you know, the bouncers love me. So first I was flat. I had some flat with the bouncer <laughs> and then we walked in and there was like this 75 year old man with two bouncers who have hooked him from under his armpits, dragging <laughs> this lifeless corpse up the steps as we're walking into this place. And I'm just like, I thought, I thought we were going to a piano bar. This is like hide, you know, at the cosmopolitan hotel in Las Vegas. Like it was just a huge nightclub. And we walk in and it's, and by the way, that guy who got dragged out, Laura, our friend was dancing with him 30 seconds before he did something. And she is, I'll send it to you. She has video of him. And he was singing like, like right in her camera lens and his tongue, Donald Duck, his tongue, (laughs) he had no pants on and a little sailor's hat. It was horrible. But he stuck his tongue out and his tongue was neon yellow. Like the guy was going, I I don't know if he's alive still. I'm telling you there, something was going on with that. So he got dragged out and I'm just like, what kind of place is this? We go in, it's all these like young 
all straight couples making out like every midriff exposed, every guy in his skinny jeans. I felt like (laughs) it was like the Jersey Shore, I would say. Would you not say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a huge cavernous space. It's like, (laughs) I was like, where's the piano? It's called Piano Works. Yeah. Freaking place. So apparently they have a guy on stage who takes requests like you can submit. It's like karaoke where you can submit a song. But he left. I, I thought that's who they were dragging out. They love that yeah. he left. And so it was just us. So let me start by saying these are fairly newish friends. Like I've not gone out with them, yeah. you know, in that capacity. You, yes. But I also was like kind of, I don't know. I'm not good in clubs. I'm not good in clubs. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll dance. Um, me neither. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll dance. I'll people watch. But I'm not someone who's going to like do Russian kicks, you know, and like get down <laughs> low and, and twerk and things like I'm not doing that in a club. Oh, I never that one guy that was so good at it. Other Dan. Other Dan was the best dancer. But we were there. And then the um, the cocky guy at one point, he was insisting yeah. I dance with him. Now, the other guy who was sweet as sugar, such a nice kid, yeah. just a nice guy, like not creepy at all. Cute. Yes. He was just small. Like he was just a small, sweet. I I felt very motherly toward him. I did not feel like I want to take this guy home. I was like, I want to like, I'll whip a nip out for him to like suckle on, you know, but not in a sexual way. You got it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a real, uh, what do they call the, uh, Madonna and child, the paella? It's It's not the paella. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do with all this paella? It's la pieta. La pieta. So, but the, the other guy, the cocky guy was like, let's dance. So he's spinning me around, whatever. And then he grabbed my ass and he said, and I'm going to say this cause I do, I have a big fat ass. I'll say it. People know that if you know me, um, I've been walking a lot. I hit my 10,000 steps. I'm happier with the shape of it. If you haven't seen yeah. me in a few years, know that I've gotten it a little tighter than I used to be. But the point is it is a naturally big, butt. I always will have it. Nothing will rid me of it. It's a That's blessing great. and a curse. Yes. You know, it is a point of conversation. I'll have, I'll have a lot of women say to me, you have the perfect ass. And I go, you're lying. Uh-huh. No, meaning, no, <laughs> I, I say that's not true though, because no woman wants this ass and I'm not putting myself down. I'm telling you that it is, I'm not, I'm not negating it. I like it. I'm used to it. It's mine. It's I'm slapping it now. It's my big ass. I love it. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, I think that when the Kardashians, you know, when they started with the Brazilian butt lifts and now when you go to Miami, everyone has a big fat ass, right? Yeah. But it's just funny to me because it is actually, everyone's like, God, it's a great shape. I'm like, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> like, I don't know where, I just, I have never been complimented for the size or shape of my ass before. So I'm just like, why are you, I'm, uh, I'm getting ass lighted. That's what's happening. I just, I, I, I'm getting well, ass lighted. I'm going to give you a gift. What if you let that go? Oh, I have. No, no, no. I have. But let me tell you something for this kid to dance around and goes, you're a good dancer. And then grab my ass. And he goes with a fat ass. No, I listen, I'm 41 years old, honey. Um, And then the next day we, we were hungover. We woke up at like 11. We went on a lovely walk. Oh my God. How could I forget? So Dan and I went to dinner at a really lovely restaurant. It's, yes. I call it the poor man's Soho house, except the twist is the food is actually better than the Soho house. But Dean's it was the best margarita. margarita. It was the best martini I've ever had. Really? Ever? Absolutely. The first one, yeah. I have to say that it was, well, that my boyfriend made that one. There's a guy that works there who does, he loves me. See, if he told me I had a fat ass, I'd be like, shut the fuck up right now. You know what I mean? I'd be like, stop (laughs) seeing that. Not this little twerp, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. Um, No, there's a bartender there who looks like he just broke out of jail and I'm obsessed. And he, does he not literally, he's in love with me though. 
He is oh, like actually, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I walked in and the girl at the front thing was like, no, darling, we're full. Full, darling. Um, it was Brenda Blethen from Secrets and Lies. Sweet tea, darling. <laughs> we don't have any seats, sweet tea, darling. Anyway, my, my lone impression. <laughs> That's really it. So, uh, and then he saw me and it was like in Goodfellas. He waved me over. They brought, there was one lone chair, but a space he carried over another chair. He was so nice. Made the best drinks for us. We had the best dinner. I, I'm going to go back alone one night, like in a trench coat with nothing underneath and be like, listen, are we going to make this happen or not? Um, but Anyway, afterwards, I released you because you went to another bar and I went home. Oh, my God. Well, that was, did I tell you what happened? So I thought that you didn't, but you told me, well, I'll say one thing, you know, every week on the pod, Dan takes a moment to tell, to say something like the wrestling a couple weeks ago, whatever, where I go, (laughs) where I go, pretend you're telling this to my niece. You know what I mean? I'm not saying dial it down. I'm just saying, yeah. So I'm worried that this story is going into a place where I'm going to be like, oh, I wish I didn't know that. But go, hit me. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give the niece version. Um, so so there was this one bar that I'd never been to, but I heard, you know, it had a, on Google, it has like a good reputation as being like a lively, friendly bar on the middle of nowhere. And so I'm in the middle of the street, there's like a laundromat. There's nothing visible as like a big social place. And But Google Maps is saying that it's right there. And so finally I, I'm like just right at the arrow and like, okay, there is this like glass door with oh no. stairs going down. And so I'm like, I guess this is it. So I go down the stairs. This is like 30 minutes, by the way, from any of the other bars that we were at. Like, yeah. No, it was in the middle of nowhere. Top. South London. Yeah. I say BTT below the Thames. Go on. Yeah. So I get there and they're like, uh, you know what this is, right? I'm like, uh, what? And they're like, you have to check your, cl- like you're in your underwear, but you have to check all your clothes and put them in like a Trader Joe's bag. And I was like, uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So you could keep your underwear on. Yes. Everyone. See, this is, this is like what I'm saying. Like, this is the kind, this is like. I'm shocked by this. And then you walk, well, it's a sex club. I mean, I assume, right? Yeah. So it, it did turn out to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed for one drink and then uh, did a U-turn back to Soho. Had like an okay night. Well, I'll say this. Um, you know, I think, I'm, I hope you're happy that you came here. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and also, even though like, obviously this whole news of the queen is insane. And I know you went to Buckingham Palace on Sunday. Um, yeah. And I went yesterday with my friend Paul and had, it was, you know, I don't know. It was just very strange. It wasn't busy. I went yesterday. It was raining as oh, well, really? but I thought that it was going to be packed. We got right to the front of the gates. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, Sunday, I couldn't get there. I, I waited or I walked and waited for like 45 minutes and then I turned around. It was packed. It, um, it was busy, but we were able to get close. And then we went to this really cute pub around the corner. It was quite a walk, but really, really nice. I think called the Grenadier, really pretty. And all these people like 40 minutes later filed in because that was the night they drove her body into Buckingham Palace. And had we had uh, stayed, we would have seen it. And honestly, even today, I could have somehow made my way over to, um, you know, watch the procession, which the procession, what happened today, actually, I am a little, if I would have known that like the whole royal family was following this coffin, I mean, yeah. that's like, I didn't, I, you know what I was thinking? How did they even know the rules because the last time I guess with the queen mom, okay, it happened. But the last time something like this happened was so long ago. Yeah. Are they like, like, like blowing the dust off the funeral procession? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has to yeah. be like a hundred well, years old. 
Yeah, well, they had like a lot of time to practice, I guess. So that's true. Um, well, anyway, overall, it was a great thing. We're hoping to get the um, that live show to you if it's if it's usable. We're we're not even sure. I mean, that's really true. We're not sure if it will make yeah. for like a good episode, which will save you from that. But we're trying our best. I'm so excited about our guest this week, who is someone that I interviewed on Sirius many moons ago. And he was so funny. Like, I remember just thinking like, oh my God, you know, so, he's obviously very cute as well, but he was so funny that I was like, I'm in love. Like it just, <laughs> it just, I had never thought of him, you know, and, uh, and he agreed to come back on our podcast today to talk about his number one movie at the box office last week in Barbarian, which I hear is a cuckoo and also scary. Yeah, but he, I heard it's great. I heard it's great, but he just could not be any dreamier. I adore him and I'm so thrilled to have him on the podcast. Justin Long will be with us. But uh, if you don't already, you can follow me on Instagram at mishcall. We'll end this here. Welcome, Justin. First of all, I must say he's been working out. I'm going to open the podcast saying I see it even in this little Zoom screen. I'm like, the man is going to the gym. I sense it. Shout out to Stephanie Watson. She, Michelle was playing a cop and I said, you know, I feel like I need to fill out this uniform a little bit. I, I, I'm going to feel so silly being like this yeah. nerdy, shrimpy little <laughs> cop, you know? And, um, yeah. and so she got me on this uh, very simple movements, not a lot of weights, but I'm, I'm, she's great. Stephanie Watson, check her out. You know, he did that guy thing where he like reached back. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I could get yeah. fired for saying <sighs> this. You like reached back and you had it. I'm yeah. proud oh, of you. Good. I'm oh, so good. thrilled for you. He's starring <laughs> in a Michelle. new horror movie, which, by the way, is directed and written by one of my all-time favorites, Zach Kreger, who yes, I God. love. Zach, yes, the funniest too. and nicest guy maybe on the yes. planet. Um, he so just was uh, on the Drew Barrymore show, dying to talk to you about that. He's an actor, comedian, <laughs> one of my favorite guests, one of the funniest people I've ever had on the show. Justin Long, hi, Justin. Michelle, don't hi. That is so nice of you, and I don't mean to like. <laughs> admonish you for such a nice thing but don't say that because now i know. You know the bar's been set huh now and now what if i'm like well, that even that funny there's no, there's no way i can live up to that well no and the truth is it's like for me it's six o'clock or it's like five o'clock here so my energy is oh. in monday evening mode and you're in monday oh. morning mode so we're yes. in different energies but it's gonna work because you never fail it's gonna work. you never fail don't say oh boy as i hit the <laughs> microphone with my leg with my newly toned leg um Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. I want you to promote the film first. And then I want to talk about um, the pressure of meeting one of your ex-girlfriends on camera and having her cry in front of you. And I love her. I almost want to open with that because I watched the clip. I love that we've maintained our love because I I don't think it'll ever. I know from my end, it'll never go anywhere. I'll love you always, you know. And so I'm glad that we're able to... I still have that. I mean that. I, I, I always love you. I, I will always love you yeah, so much. I know. I Me feel too. like we've been through so much together, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, I feel like... I just watched it, and it... Okay. It was an intense, emotional journey, and you seem like such a funny, easy guy, and she's the best. Drew Barrymore, live and love her. Like, one of the best yeah. people of all time, the nicest. But did you feel remotely strange? I mean, it's just funny. I can't imagine seeing an ex and having them just, like, sob. <laughs> I would be like, are you okay? That that clip is a little misleading only because when we first saw each other, we, we had seen each other, we'd been in touch, and we'd FaceTime, and... Um, so I've seen her in the last couple of years. It's not like it's been since we were together that we've seen each other. We've hung out. And um, so it wasn't quite that dramatic. It's, we have never seen each other 
in front of so many strangers. <laughs> As we, that's been a while. That was a little odd. Um, yeah. But when I but when I first came on the show, she she started going like this, like you're late, and that was that was uh, an issue that we dealt with. I I, ha- I do have a real problem with with being on time and be so. That was something that she. I think she was alluding to like you know, it was the it was. The fight we had gone into, I, 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 th- I think that was, I think, um, but, but with the, what the clip they're showing happens later in the show when, you know, Drew is so open and vulnerable on camera and it's part of her, I think why people really love her and have like embraced her show is so completely, so, you know, she really is like, it's honest about, um, everything. And so, uh, when I'm around her, I feel a similar kind of, um, honesty and vulnerability. And so it wasn't as weird as if someone had just told me that was going to happen, I think I probably would have been a little freaked out. But um, but experiencing it, I'm so comfortable with her and yeah. I feel such ease with her that it really wasn't as weird as you might imagine. It was a little strange because, you know, you, you get lost in somebody you know that well and just catching up. And I, I love talking. She's one of my favorite people to talk to and to be around. And so there were moments where we were reminiscing and 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 I kept coming to you know, these things that we'd gone through that I, I didn't, we can't really talk about uh, whether they're um, either because they're too, you know, they're just not daytime friendly. <laughs> they're like, uh, <laughs> we, we were crazy Go kids, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we were crazy. And, and so then you'd look up and you realize you see a, a room full of strangers, an audience, no less, like, yes. um, an unpaid, unpaid audience. <laughs> yes. And, and a guy hyping them up. Yeah. I've I've hosted shows with paid audience members and it is like um I don't even know how to put this. It's like a guess who of the saddest unemployed people in LA. Like it's just oh it, they wheel in people you're going what brought you here? It's just a, it's like being in a CVS parking lot. I'm saying this with so much love. But anyway, <laughs> the one on Western. Yeah, you know exactly yes. the one. Yeah, yeah. I envy her. I envy her yeah. for crying and being so open with that cuz it's hard for me to get there. And I wonder yeah, I don't know too. for I, you. It's hard for me. I think it was for oh, funny yeah. people to like open up in that raw of a way. I, I think it's probably because she has been, you know, uh, doing the show for a while now. And I think she feels very, she must feel very comfortable doing yeah. it. Um, but because I remember, you know, when we were together, she, if anything, she always had an aversion to technology and in a, in a very charming way, you know, she she preferred, I prefer snail mail. Snail mail is the true, you know, that was always her, that she loved writing on a typewriter. She'd write letters on typewriters. I mean, she had oh an old Oh my God. Woody Allen-esque pre-cancel. Yes. Yes. Well, pre, yes. Good yeah, Woody yeah. Allen. Yeah. The good Woody. G- Goody Allen. Um, but so, so it's, so sometimes it is funny to see her embrace this new technology, but she's done it so well. You know, I think she's just she's such a light in the world and, and oh my god the best the, the, yeah and so what she she's puts sweet. out there yeah sweet but without being saccharine and she, you know she's sweet in a very kind of earnest relatable way i i think i think and that's why i don't know yeah i feel I, like I if i ever it. had a dog run away from home i'd want her to find it on the side of the road and make a do and make a dodo video about it like her with like you know what I mean? We we found a dog once. I remember no. uh, a runaway. Yeah, and so, somebody came and they were like, "Oh wow, you you know." We called the number and and it was the sweetest dog. I'm trying to remember. The, I have such a bad memory. I found a dog in London. This was about six months ago, named Pip. Oh, that makes sense for a London dog. So Pippy, like a little scamp, little Pip. 
Yeah. <laughs> he was a huge white poodle. He would have been a great mm. prom date. Like he was just this big dog and mm. he was massive. And I called the number and he was very scared. You could tell like tail between the legs, you know, so of course yeah. I, I love animals, whatever. And I called the owner and he goes, walk to this house down the road. Like we live on the street and I walked and they didn't even say thank you. I said, I rang the doorbell and she went, oh, did he get out again? Oh, come on in. And he ran in. Oh, my God. Anyway, bye. And like slammed the door in my face. The guy never texted me a thanks. And of course, I was happy to do it. But, you know, people have other things going on. But as a mild narcissist, say thanks. Yes, you know? yes, Michelle. I I had that happen in a way recently with um a Lil Bone to pick with Lil Nas X. <laughs> no. What happened? I got a wild oh. call out of the blue. I was my, my girlfriend, my loveliest, kindest human being I know. Oh. Um, we we were uh, we were having a barbecue with some friends and family, and I got this call on a Saturday. And hi, I represent Lil Nas X. I'm, I'm his manager, and um, Lil Lil. I forget what she, she called him. Lil. She said, and Nas is um, <laughs> it's his birthday tonight, and I guess he t- I guess he had tweeted out. That uh, it was his birthday, and if and if his reps don't give him a Alvin and the Chipmunks theme birthday party, stop it. stop it. He'll be no, no, and he'll be. And I looked it up, and she was right. And I looked at the tweet, and it, and it said something. It was like I'll be really sad. And so the reps were all scrambling to make it happen, you know. And and she called my agent, knew that I had done the voice of Alvin and in the movies, and um, and so she called me. She got my number, and, and I was uh, really eager to help. You know, it's a, it's a little Nas X. Yeah, of course. I love I love him. By the way. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yes. Oh my likewise. God. I'm nervous. You know, when you know something's coming, no, I'm it's like, not I have bad. a feeling where I'm like, if you didn't get a massive, <laughs> like, foam check thank you note for being Alvin for Lil Nas X's party, okay, what happened? Well, you, sh- you shouldn't be nervous. You should just be a little nervous. Um, Lil Nerve X? <laughs> yeah, Lil Nerve X. Uh, uh, nice. You you took the joke further than I, I should have No, don't be mad. Listen, I'm so tired. Go on. And, and so, uh, so, so I, I, Kate and I do a little, she filmed me doing a thing and, uh, we, and then we sang together, uh, you know, a little video thing for him. And then I sang, I, I found, I, I didn't know how to make my voice in a chipmunk voice. Cause I, you know, they did that with computers in a studio, obviously and all that. And so I found an app that was like a chipmunk app made your voice. Like, so I sang with Kate, we sang happy birthday <laughs> to little Nas X <laughs> as chipmunks, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, I sent the thing and, and I sent it and, uh. I never heard back. You know, I'm sorry. Nothing. That is crickets. a bad ending. I hate to tell you. Little cri- little crickets. Little crickets. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> I'm actually furious. And I even I even like courted his attention because I saw the tweet. I even tweeted back like, "Do you think he knew you were Alvin? Like because maybe he just because you weren't CGI'd as a chipmunk. Maybe it's arrogant of me to assume that he he knew that. Yeah, I think. But I said in the video, like, "Hey, Lil Nas X, I'm you know I'm, I think you're great. I'm I played Alvin, and I think I did say you who I was. It. I identified myself. <laughs> yeah, you should invoice him for the free cameo that you sent. Like, I feel like he owes you a check. Well, then I did think not that it should be transactional because people should do nice things for one another and just be altruistic. And yeah, um, but but I but I am like you, a narcissist. And and I was like, I have a podcast. <laughs> dare you, even though I said it. Yeah. I, have, I know. Isn't that funny when? Well, I can say it. But um, Lil Nas, I have a podcast called Life is Short. And um, and I and I said to the manager, well, maybe he'll want to be on, you know, like yeah, a little exchange for sure. Yeah. My time for his time and um, no response. But I thought maybe if we do it in a gentle way and put it out into the ether, uh, I, maybe maybe he'll he'll come on the show. His album is my walking music. Him and Britney. Oh, that's it. He's an innovator. Huge fan. 
big energy. All that being said, he should do your podcast and then immediately do mine because I'm the one facilitating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good. I'm that's the a good one deal. facilitating this connection. And yeah. I got to tell you, I know you're not going to do this, but maybe you will. I would. I would actually pay you. I will PayPal you just for the audio of you and Kate singing Happy oh, Birthday oh. to Little Nas X. I will. I'll pay pal you money <laughs> and that um can i also circle back on I, we're getting to the film because i by the way you know how i know this movie is amazing number one it was the number one movie at the box office directed Wild, and written yeah. by our brilliant friend zach Kreger. but the best when movies that have twists when they're like no they'll send clips and this movie has an it, it's one of two ways if ah. it had like a 10% in Rotten Tomatoes, this is for Barbarian, which you star in. Yeah. If it had a 10%, it would be like, oh, they're not sending the film because, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah. This movie has like a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. what that tells me is they're not sending it because it's so good, bitch. You're going to pay for your ticket. Eat. No, no, that is true. When we wow. have people on where and there's like twists and things, they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. You'll go and you'll pay for this one. And I have a lot of respect for that. Well, you know what I thought was cool, Michelle, is that yeah. a lot of the critics even were protecting this, this kind of spoilers of the movie. They were they were um, I, that surprised me. I'd never seen that before where they kind of went out of their way to not um, ruin anything. And and a lot of the early, you know, buzz on Twitter, they were people were protecting this thing. I thought it was really cool because it is it is such a twist. It is such a fun 180 that happens at some point. Uh, the, the, the the wild pivot that it, it takes is so fun. And and so I just I love the idea that people don't want to spoil that for for other people because it's 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 such a ride. How scary is it on a one to ten? Like, let me just preface by saying uh, I have childhood trauma. Um, I was oh. in New York on 9-11. I'm just like giving you all the background. Oh. Like this is basically first date material for me. This is what I say like the second I sit down for a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah. Break the ice. Just a nice, nice ice <laughs> yeah. breaker. Casual. I like to yeah. self-sabotage in the first 60 seconds and then we take it from there. And that's how it goes. <laughs> but the point is, I'm like a I'm not a good horror movie person because because oh. I like I could never watch Nightmare on Elm Street, things like that. Oh, yeah. How mm, scary are there like uh, just give me one to ten. Talk to me. And I know it's also um, funny. So it, it, it is. Yeah. But it's, and sometimes in the same like breath, you know, it's on. I, I, but I, I think Zach does that so well. I mean, he really plays with the idea that that horror and comedy are, are, are sometimes two sides of the same coin you know um he he finds humor in the dark in the darkest situations uh so in that sense you would enjoy it but it, it is really scary I, I don't know if it's i would say a nine i think maybe a 10 uh, there's there, 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 are ten, there are scenes i saw it in an audience uh union square and the lady behind us i usually hate this when people talk <laughs> during the movie you know she was yeah. saying all every thought that came into her head she was just saying like she was in her living room just saying out loud um <laughs> And I, I, sorry, I, and, and, it, and it was constant, and but it was so wow. entertaining, and she was so into it, literally jumping out of her seat, and no, what the hell, you get out of you better, don't do that, don't do what I think you're gonna, oh damn, you know, it was con, it was the best. Um, she sounds like I a 1950s gangster. You oughta don't come, now, you know what don't I mean? Don't you? Yeah, you, you see here, you stay out of there now, see? Um, no, you, you don't, you shouldn't see it. Uh, Michelle, I don't think you should say it is. I think it'd probably be it's too scary. That scary. Is it what what are you willing to tell us about it? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't spoil the whole thing. Uh -huh. I accidentally <laughs> I'm not and I'm not going to say it. That's why I'm, I'm being careful about what I say, because I don't want a I would I would never forgive myself if I ever upset you. Let's open with that. Like it would. <laughs> That's not true. I think the idea of upsetting Justin Long for me 
It would kill me. Just it would. No, now I don't believe you. It would. You can upset me. I, I'm I'm hard to upset. I think that I can I tell. Think, yeah. That I can tell. No, I really <laughs> mean that. But what what are you willing to give away about it? I know it involves like an Airbnb so, through yes. line, which is also right away terrifying. It's <laughs> about uh, so Bill Skarsgård and Georgina Campbell, both of whom are so good. So Georgie's. Um, She's the lead of the movie, and and it's like it's it's like she's like Sigourney Weaver, you know. It's it's like a classic horror lead performance. Mm. Um, but but the two of them have double booked in Airbnb. They show up together, and they have to like coexist in this space. Um, and the the problem with doing press and stuff, um, I love talking about the movie, but they don't want to obviously me to ruin anything. And my character kind of factors in in a very spoilery way. I, I oh, is that I, right? Yeah, so oh, it's it's no. hard to um well well no that's no it's it's good that's fun but um it's it's kind of hard to talk about without giving anything away I at, at some point I kind of become involved in in the real dark gruesome stuff um, do you fall it, into that fun. role easily for you is that like a comfortable place for you to go yeah yeah it, well it's the same kind of commitment I think with anything else I mean I people ask like well what's the difference between acting in a horror or comedy or romance whatever and um. For me, to me, it's it's this. It requires the same level of commitment, um, which I tr- I just try to commit to as as thoroughly as I I, I can. And um, this one was the the one tough thing about this was the uh, the I my character does uh, it commits a heinous like his backstory is he's he's done this really heinous thing he's done a really awful committed a crime that I had a hard time and and he, and he has shame about it um, that he's trying to express in this one scene and I had trouble fortunately connecting to that uh, so but you know you, you do you use whatever you can and and um, there's also something kind of weirdly liberating about playing an awful person um, yeah that you you get to say I I often in my life. Um, and sometimes maybe too aware of what people think of me and not wanting to upset people. And Oh, boy. Let's get into that. People, please. I'm a middle child, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my first date stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but we, don't, we never speak again. in common though and I wonder I'm actually a baby of the family um but we are both often late I'm mm. also a people pleaser but I you know I say that I am one but I'll also add that I'm willing to also stand up for myself and I will like I'll if if I get like a raw chicken I'll send it back you know I'm not a pushover yes yeah yeah I'm better with boundaries now but I, I yeah. have a hard time sending food back is that I'll, right uh, even if it's inedible I, I did it once, <gasps> uh, you know, because I'd have sometimes guys, I did this movie called Waiting, which is about yeah. um, people sending, it's disgusting, people sending their food back and then people in the kitchen do stuff to the food. And shortly after that movie came out, I, I would often get waiters coming over and saying, like, I was in the club, you know, they'd be like, and I waited tables a long time. So I, I feel like I'm in the club, but because of that movie, they would say, hey, man, we get it. We're like, we're, it's the same thing here. I mean, it was, they related to it. And I was at a Bubba I don't know if I want to say it. No, you have to. You have to finish that word. I'm sorry. Go on. You were at a bubba. I was at a fine seafood dining restaurant, yeah. and um, <laughs> and and the guys. Time, and, and wait, the, uh, Times Square. Times Square. Which one? No, it was in Santa Monica. It was at the, the the promenade near the promenade. This is blowing my mind. This is, I think, the headline is that you even went into a bubba blank blank company. Well, I had never been, and I love seafood. And uh, anyway, I ordered the sh- the shrimp, and it was like. Raw, fully raw, wow. and, and the the waiter had been like, you know, waiting as we love it. And I looked at the kitchen, and all the guys in the kitchen were kind of like, look, like, hey, like, we're, and so I, I, 
no. I said, I, I'm, I said, I'm so, and I never, I rare, like, I hate sending food back. Hate it. Uh, you know, it, it kills me when someone at my table does it. Um, it's, it, it's all in the way you do it, but continue. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. So of course I did it in a very middle child, people pleasing way. Like, yeah. I am so sorry. To I do never the, do know. this. I never, of course. I, I'm so, yeah, I never, yeah, I literally yeah. never do this. And I'm yeah. so nice. I'll eat. I always say like, I'll eat cold cuts like a deer out of your hand, but I can't, this I can't eat. <laughs> yes. Like I'll eat it like the gentlest, you know, anyway, go on. So I, I sent it back and then they said, they said, oh, of course, I'm so sorry. We'll take it back. And they, they it brought it out again. And show. <gasps> no. Yeah, second time raw inside raw, like shrimp, which is so, I mean, that cooks in, you know, it's so easy to cook. And I said, was it um, like clear inside? Clear. Yes. Translucent kind of like, and so I said, um, Oh boy. And I kind of sat there, I, I, but I couldn't send it back again. And the manager no. came over and he said, it, it's so nice having you here. We all love, love waiting, you know? And, and, and I, and he said, I, is everything okay with the food? And he asked me. So I said, Oh man, you know, I am so sorry, but it's raw again. And it's okay. I'm no, and I, and of course I said, oh, that's all right. I'm not hungry. And he said, no, no, no. I want to make this right. I'll get you. It was a, the, our flattest fish, a sole, or I oh. think it was some bottom. Yeah, by the way, you're not selling it to me when you go, we have a fish so flat. <laughs> so today. flat. It's paper so thin. Flat. Yeah. It's a bottom <laughs> feeder. It only eats trash on the bottom, <laughs> bottom of the ocean. You'll love it. And so, uh, and so uh, he, he went back and it, it was a very thin, fillet, you know, thing of sole. And, um, yeah. I swear to you. Stop. Is raw? A true story. Yeah, raw. I, like impossible to under. You you literally drop it on the, the – I don't know how – it was impressive that they did it. So that was my experience there. And I, I, I to this day, I think it might have been them just messing with me. Like – How many times can he send it back? How many times will the guy from waiting send back food? The irony. You know, it's, it must have been a big irony fan in the kitchen. Well, I was going to say that they were basically gaslighting you, except they were doing the yes. literal opposite of gaslighting your food. That's the problem. They were <laughs> – Totally. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That happened to me. And I think I told the story on the show last week. So I'll make it quick for those repeat listeners. But well, I, haven't heard. I ordered, well, I ordered a, I was at a very shishi place in London, got a salad, obviously look at me for God's sake, say nothing. And uh-huh. I asked for grilled chicken, <laughs> say nothing. And they brought it with neon pink salmon in it. So I just, when you're not, when you order chicken, you don't want salmon. Like I sent yep. it back. Yeah. But even though it wasn't my fault, I was still blamed. Like even the actors going, that's wrong. That's not what I ordered. It's yeah. on you, even though whatever. I and they they brought out another salad with what was like a beige meat inside. This was at the Soho house and I will shout them out. I'm not a member, obviously. And uh, <laughs> Nor beige, will you be. Nor will I be. Yeah. Nor can I afford it. <laughs> yeah. But it was like a beige meat inside. And I beige meat inside a, a, a great beige meat. band. <laughs> beige meat. Uh, everyone were beige meat. Beige Thank meat Cleveland. inside. Yeah. So anyway, they bring it to me and I take a bite. And Justin, it was fish. Like this was not. And I had. Maybe they, they thought you meant. Chicken of the sea. Did you did, did you swallow Je- that part? It was Chef Jessica Simpson. No, I had my friend uh, James, who I was with, take a bite because I'm like, maybe I'm insane. And, and at this yeah. point, like I am Jewish. I'm sorry to tell you that. But there is a generational traumatic grandmother inside of me that does kick in when things go haywire to that yeah. level, you know. Uh, yeah. And so I was still very nice. But my friend was like, no, that's 100 percent fish. A uh, really quick uh, Vietnamese restaurant in Poughkeepsie, New York. I said I used to go all the time. I loved it. I ordered this vermicelli little like fresh love, vermicelli thing love. and um, love it. And I got the bowl once and there was a, a grub crawling up the side, you know, like a larva. It was like, um, I'm sorry, that- I'm not ready for this. I know <laughs> that you're in, I know you're in a horror film. 
which everyone should see. But, Barbarian but clearly, in theaters now. No. But clearly <laughs> it was just inching its way up the side of the bowl. And, and I said, excuse me. You know, I pointed it out. There's a little little worm, little larva uh, inching its way. And he said, oh, and he took it on. Oh, so, no. So, so, so sorry. Okay. And he kind of examined it and he took it back. And uh, two minutes later, while I'm wrestling with whether or not I can, you know, I can still eat. It's just a bug. And, and, no. and, he, and he came back up with the same bowl, the same bowl, Michelle. And he said, big smile on his face. He said, oh, it, it was only a, a, a cucumber seed. No. And I said, huh? <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, a funny misunderstanding. Cucumber seed is all it was. And I said, I, you sure? I, I didn't know what to say, you know? like Oh, my God. Clearly, it was a... Also, so when I, does um, a cucumber seed, sorry to interrupt you, that's not yeah. like a normal seed to see in a salad. They're always in the cucumber. Well, They're enmeshed in within. In his defense, there were cucumber, big slices of cucumbers in, in the thing. Um, and I feel nauseous. I, I swear yeah. to God, I didn't know when we were going to sit down. I feel Well, sick. you... Did I start it? No, I was going to say you started it, but I started it. Sorry. I was a Genghis Khan... Here we go. You know that play. Here. Let's keep this going. Yep. <laughs> Genghis Cohen. Sorry, Genghis yeah. Cohen. I should have known better. And with my friend Ben and uh-huh. a silverfish the size of a Prius fell oh from the ceiling oh, onto God. our table. And they were just like, anyway, here's our check. <laughs> they did nothing. We were like, okay. I mean, Silverfish is one of the most nauseating little insects. Can I ask you when this was? Why? I'm nervous now. This was. I, I have a be- funny little. This had to be five years ago. It was a while ago. I, I have a funny little addendum to your story <laughs> that you're Talk telling me. me. <laughs> Are you uh, an investor in Genghis Cohen? I'll really feel bad. I, no. I sure am. No, you're Michelle, not. I am a part owner <laughs> of the wonderful, the, the, yes, the infested <laughs> Genghis Cohen. Are you really? Um, I'm going to bring it up with my family. Yes. Oh, my. You know why? Because I used to love it. I used to love that place and the food. It's delicious, got, by the way. That's why we were we, there. So, you know. Well, and Meta, yeah. Med, shout out Meta Bruce. We, he brought me into this thing and, oh and uh, Med owns the spare room. He ran the spare room in, in LA. And, um, and we can Med cut it like, out. We can cut the story out. I didn't know yeah, that. It might, it might be funny. Listen, I have to tell you it, something. It will we, be funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. As someone who hates bugs, I find the silverfish to be the least offensive bug. Oh, really? It's no. The, oh, the easiest one to kill, I think. I, they're oh, it's so easy dumb. to kill. It is easy They're to very, kill. Like roaches have like set blueprint plans. They're like, we're going to yes. go here, then there. Blue, silverfish, they're completely disorganized. There's no, you know, there are no meetings. Like they don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're, they're, they're doing. They're just kind of like, they're always like. Around. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And they have no, <laughs> whenever you catch them, they're always under things. Always. always they bring, love a box. They're like yes. little cats. They love being in a little box. <laughs> yes. Okay. Forget I said anything. By the way, Genghis Cohen, delicious food. And I went back. I've been back since. Oh, Re- okay, good. Well, now we can keep it. By the way. You went to Vassar. Why does that blow my mind altogether? I just well, maybe you don't here. maybe you don't think of me as somebody who is you know at all intellectual, and so the fact that I went to college <laughs> is a surprise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I always associate it with them. Um, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. It's like oh, a Vassar girl. You know, I went to Barnard, oh, so I also went to a liberal artsy kind of a school. You yeah. must have absolutely cleaned up at Vassar. I can't even imagine your life at Vassar. <laughs> well, it was a really fun environment. Uh, at the time, it was also easier to get into as a guy back then. It was yeah. um, like 62% female. So they were like, they were a little easier on uh, It wasn't the only men. thing to get into as a guy at Vassar. I can imagine just because it's, uh, I'm, I'm an animal. I shouldn't even do this as a job. <laughs> well, you I know, it was a very progressive place. It was a very, um, I, 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 my high school experience was very typical suburban, you know, uh, Fairfield, social Connecticut. Higher, Fairfield yeah. in Connecticut, fair, the hierarchy was like the the rich jocks were on top, and then like trinkled down to the theater kid. Theater nerds were like closer to the bottom, and and 
so being a theater nerd and, and, and then at faster, it was kind of inverted. Uh, the theater nerds were like kind of cool at the, in this environment. It was, it was the best. It was exciting to be a uh, theater nerd there. I have so, a question um, for you also. Yeah. Just because I know they're going to like wheel you out any oh, second. No, yep, Genuinely like me. Hannibal Lecter. Have you ever played Sky Masterson and Guys and Dolls? Because I got to mm. say, if I'm casting it on the stage, he nearly spit his drink out. I well, am so getting flattered. big Sky vibes. I feel like you would be an incredible Sky Masterson. That is a very flattering thing. I know. I, I don't, I'm not a great singer, but I would love to do that. Do you have to be, Marlon, that's Marlon so Marlon Brando could barely enunciate two freaking words in that movie. Have you, I mean, I love yeah. Guys and Dolls in the film, but please. I, I, would, I would do it like, I would just kind of do it like him. I would probably just <laughs> do him in it. <laughs> like a strong. Now I need to see it. Bad um, Brando. I'm going to end this interview by saying that, um, number one, Lil Nas X owes you and me now. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm glomming on. I'm glomming. Everybody yeah. needs to go to Genghis Cohen and then immediately go see Barbarian. Uh, yeah. Is the arc light open again? No, I, oh, I tried it a couple of days ago. Actually. I know. I know. It's a bummer. But I think it might be someone may have bought it. I don't know where they stand, but I know. I But it is, to your point, Michelle, a, a, a movie you got to see. Well, That's you've what I mean. seen the theaters, but it's a real theater. It's an experience to, to watch with other people. And it, it is such a fun ride. And I'm going to say also something that don't make the mistake of going in a month when Go now when everyone's going, because I agree with you. You have to go when there's an audience, because that's Crowds. the experience of seeing a movie like this. Yes. Yelling at the theater. Yes, it is. And and again, I'm so glad you brought up Zach and how much uh, oh, he's you the love best. Him because he is. I think he's somebody that now people will be talking about excited for his next movies. One of those directors. He was he was I'm just so. And it's such, like you said, just such a good guy. You know, he is He's uh, one of the few comedians. Like, I will say, yeah. who I have nothing but endless love for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's always been, there's a word like Nishuma, which is like, I'm getting now Yiddish mm. with you, but he's got like such a good mm. heart. He's the best. And the yeah. fact that he has such a sick, fucked up mind to come up with a film like this, being such a nice guy makes me really wonder about him. Like, what's going on? He's a mensch. Barbarian is in theaters now. I'm telling you, go see it. Honestly, Justin, I might go see it. I might go to a place that has like a meal just to make, yeah. just to full oh. circle this interview. Alamo. Alamo Draft House. Love in Alamo. They have Odeons yeah. here. Have you been to those? The oh, fancy Odeons? They yes, have I have. Restaurants the Nighthawk The Nighthawk in Brooklyn is great. Yeah. Love the Nighthawk. Justin, you are nothing short of one of the greatest men I've ever met. <laughs> I'm being said I'm, that we have to end this interview. Uh, that, that, I'm, I'm, no, you know I, I adore I, you so much. Uh, I know. Justin likewise. Long, follow Justin on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Long. And also listen to his podcast. Um, shout the podcast out. It's Life, Life is Short. Life is Short. And, and, and thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. And all of this. Yeah. Stuff, Michelle. This was I don't I don't want this to end. I don't want to end. have me on your podcast. I will replace when Lil Nas X cancels the day before <laughs> a little Text last minute me. replacement. I would love that. Actually, that would be cool. I would love we, to do it. Okay. Um, I happening. never advocate for myself. So this is also a really big moment for me. Oh, like I never say, hey, do this yeah. thing for me ever. Well, Zach and I were both talking about how we never we, we're not good at um uh, celebrating ourselves. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we had a moment this weekend because Zach called and said, we're, we're the number one movie, you know, and and uh, we both said we have to give ourselves permission to enjoy this yes. because we're both similarly wired. You know, we have a hard time. We have to look at the negative, find the negative in something when it's about ourselves. So uh, thank you for making me feel good about myself. And oh, no, <laughs> I really mean that. You should feel great about yourself. You really are just a gem yeah. of a person. And uh, I'm so happy for you and Zach. Uh, and past. Uh, go see Barbarian. It's in thanks, films, Michelle. in film theaters now I'm fine yeah I'm gonna go past that I'm completely fine Good. mentally don't worry about me 
Justin, thank you again. Talk soon. Thank you. I and thank you. This is so guys, fun. thank you. Thanks. Will Nas X, Texas. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Wait, wait, you can record, you can actually record this if you want to play it. wild how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Ando. And I'm Fer. And we host Niñas Bien, Bien Podcast. We want to invite you to listen to our show. Niñas Bien means good girls in Spanish. But you have to know that this is not a podcast for good girls. Or for girls at all. 
It is a comedy podcast, so everyone is welcome to listen. We talk about sex, relationships, technology. We recommend movies and TV shows and discuss pop culture in general. And there is Chisme Ajeno too. A section we have just to gossip about everyone. So you'll find something you like here. And you'll practice your Spanish. The cleanest Spanish you'll find, we promise. And if you already hablas español, vamos, vamos a hacer tus nuevas amigas. amigas. We'll be your friends for the non-Spanish speakers. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Hosted by Acast and available to all audio platforms. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, Go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.